Hey mama, this week's episode is a little on the heavier side, but it's full of inspiration and hope. Today I had the privilege of talking with Jane Garner, a mother who lost her almost two-year-old in a tragic drowning accident. In this episode, Jane tells her story, talks about how she pulled through what any parent would think would be the most impossible, unspeakable thing to have to ever go through. And she talks about what others had said and did along the way that helped her. Now, this is super helpful because we might not always know the best thing to say or do for parents who have gone through this, but you will after this episode. We also talked about how there's beauty even in death. And at the end of the day, what is really the most important thing for us as moms to focus on? I hope you appreciate Jane opening up today and telling her story, and I know that you'll be left feeling encouraged and inspired by Jane's faith, strength, and determination. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in my planner makeover course that is now available, where I'll teach you how to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally make guilt-free time for things like self-care and all the fun stuff you want to do, all with a strategic use of a planner. In this course, I'll teach you how to get the most out of your planner and how to simply be more intentional with your time. It's all about making your life easier and making your time more meaningful. If you need this, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com to get this online course today. Now go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. I have the joy and honor to sit down today and talk to the beautiful, Jane Garner. Jane, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's really an honor to get the chance to talk to you and hear your story. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you too. I know we've been, we met on Instagram, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. And I heard when I first learned your story, I just felt like I, I wanted to give you the chance to share your story with other moms because I know that you're not alone in your story. There's other moms that would really benefit from hearing your story. So why don't you just start by introducing yourself and just kind of, um, you know, who your mom to and what your story is and where you are today. Okay, cool. Well, again, thank you for having me. This is exciting and fun for me. And um, I'm just, Glad that we met. I don't even know how we came across on Instagram, but I love the power of social media. It can get a bad rap, but I think there's so much good in social media and I embrace it and enjoy it. So I am a mom of five. Um, They range from 16 to two. 
And of those five, one resides in heaven. Um, so that's kind of where my story, you should say, it starts. Um, six years ago, well, let's go back. Eight, a little over eight years ago, well, it was nine, probably, I was pregnant and I had had a preemie before. So I, my oldest son was born on time. My second daughter was five weeks early, but we, I mean, we didn't think anything of it because it wasn't that early. So my next pregnancy, um, there were no signs of any issues that I would go into early labor or anything. Um, and I was pregnant with my son and at 29 weeks, my water broke in the middle of the night. And of course, you know, pregnant, freaking out. We go to the hospital, they stop the labor and, um, I stayed and we were hoping to keep the baby in for at least four weeks. But four days later, I went into labor and we basically had to hold off pushing to get my husband there to um, be at the, the birth. And I think he was born like five minutes after my husband got to the hospital. And I had a little three pound, seven ounce baby who... It was such a scary time in our lives, especially during that delivery. I had no idea how he was going to be. Um, you know, I'd never experienced that. And we were so fearful of this baby can't come this early, you know. And the incredible thing is he came out perfect. He was never on a ventilator, which is unheard of at 30 weeks. He was on oxygen for I think maybe a few days um, and ultimately he ended up being in the NICU for five weeks and the only reason he was in there for five weeks was because he was small and he had to grow and he had to learn to eat um, without a, a, a tube and that's one of the main things with preemies and getting them home is making sure they can eat breathe suck and do all that without having issues. And I remember repeatedly being in the NICU and people just saying, this, this, this is unheard of. This baby's amazing, you know? And so as hard as the NICU was, you know, and at that time it was a very hard trial in our lives. We were so blessed that he just rocked through it. And five weeks later, we got to take him home. And so life was great. I was a mom of three. We were happy. We were living in Utah at the time. And um, when Jalen turned one, so actually we checked, oh yeah, I'll just keep up. So Jalen turned one and my husband and I just had this itch that we wanted to leave the state of Utah. It just wasn't necessarily where we wanted to raise our family. Um, and so we started kind of looking around the country and filling out some areas. And my sister lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. And my husband was in the juvenile justice system at the time. So he decided to look for a job in the, the juvenile system here um, and got the job. Our house immediately sold. And it was just kind of like, we felt like we were almost guided to Texas. It just, everything fell into place. We tried other things in the past and it just didn't happen for us. But so when Jalen was a year and a half, we packed up our house 
and everything and moved to Texas. Um, ironically, my husband's job got delayed and he didn't start work for two months. So when we moved, he was home for two months and I work, I have a job where I work at home. So, which I had in Utah and I brought with me. So I was still working, but he was home all day, every day with um, my kids for two months. And we had a wonderful summer um, and September came and it was September 21st. Um, four days before Jalen's second birthday. And granted, after him being a preemie, we never had any issues. He was on the growth charts. He was healthy as can be. You would never even look at him and know that he was a premature baby. Um, no delays in any way. Actually, he was probably ahead of the game, just rambunctious, full of life, happy kid. Um, his birthday, September 25th, and on September 21st of 2013, we were celebrating his second birthday at my sister's home. Um, we'd swam all afternoon and Jalen had been in my sister's pool numerous times and knew it very well. He, um, we kept the puddle jumpers on, which now that may be one of my biggest regrets is not educating, knowing more about water safety and the puddle jumpers are such a huge thing. And, um, but the unfortunate thing is they don't teach proper survival swim for kids. Right, they're a false sense of safety. Absolutely a false sense of security. But as a mom, you know, for one, you don't think tragedy is gonna strike you. As much right. as you hear the stories and you see it happen to others, never in a million years are you thinking it's gonna to happen to you. You know, so I was very protective of my kids. I kept an eye on them all the time. They had the puddle jumpers on. Um, but he was very confident in the water with those on. But he had not had the swimming training and we'd put him off all summer. I was, I actually had him and my older daughter who, him and my older daughter are three years apart, um, scheduled to take swimming in October. So we had, we were prepared to get him in lessons, but we just kept putting it off. Thinking, oh, you know, it's not gonna happen. We, we watch our kids, they're safe. He keeps the puddle jumpers on. Anyway, so we'd swam all day at my sister's house. Um, I'd gone inside for dinner. Everyone had cleaned up um, and we're just finishing dinner and we were gonna cut the birthday cake. And my son was, my son Jalen was sitting outside on my husband's lap with my brother-in-law and they kind of, the pool was kind of kitty, like they were sitting, anyway, the pool was kind of behind them but they had a view this way and they were both talking and my, son was on my husband's lap. Um, I'm, I, I always am weary of where my kids are, especially around pools. A minute later, I looked up and saw that my son was not on my husband's lap. And immediately I came out of the house and said to my husband, I said, Mike, where's Jalen? And he said, he just followed Ian to the garage. And Ian is my oldest son, who's now 16. He was eight at the time. Or no, he was six years ago so he was 10 at the time um and so i'm scrambling to get to the 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 garage which you had to walk the pool was right here and there was a walkway to go around to the garage and i look in the pool and my husband he's not in there um and as i'm about to walk 
to the front to get to the garage. My nephew yells, he's in here. And he had gotten in my sister's hot tub, um, which when people say drowning silent, or I mean loud, and my nephew was five feet from that hot tub and didn't hear a thing and didn't see him. My husband and brother-in-law were 15 feet from that hot tub, didn't see, didn't hear a thing. And quite honestly, he probably couldn't have been in there for more than a minute. Um, the medics got there. They, um, my husband and brother-in-law actually got him revived. He was breathing on his own. Um, the medics got there, they put him in the stretcher and he was crying. And they said, oh, he'll be fine. We always save the ones that cry. And the last words I heard from my son were, mom, as they closed the ambulance door because they were taking him around the corner to get him in a life flight. So we're heading in the car to the hospital, just thinking he'll be fine. I mean, never in my mind did I ever think I was gonna lose him. I, all I thought the whole way there was, okay, how long are we gonna be in the hospital? I never thought he was gonna be like, have any issues. I just thought, okay, how long are we gonna be in the hospital for? So we get to the hospital, which, and they took us to a room which felt like hours sitting in there. Um, and the finally, after, I don't know how, it probably wasn't more than like 10, 15 minutes, but to me, it felt like I was in there probably five hours. And they said, do you want to see your son? And my husband and I are like, yes, please, you know. And as we're walking to see my son, the doctor stops and looks at the nurse and she's like, well, do they know? And my husband and I are like, what? Do we know? Do we know what? And the doctor just goes, sorry, it happens. No compassion from that doctor whatsoever. Um, and I, I was very angry with the hospital for a while and the way she handled it, but that's a whole other story. But um, I walked in there and saw my little boy just gone. And that day our lives changed forever never to be the same um and it's been a long hard journey but it's amazing what you can overcome and we miss him he's a huge part of our lives we have since had two ch children who are three and two who have brought a lot of light back into our lives and they know their brother Jalen and we talk about him all the time and um, we've come a long way but our life now is before and after and I actually love who we've become but it's it's been a tough journey and and you know, though, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world in not having Jalen and him being my son. And I get to be his mom. I've seen you post um, on Instagram before that you 
and you know, this had only recently really hit me that you had those extra 10 weeks with him when he was, he was born preemie. And I mean, what, what a perspective, what a just beautiful blessing that you can look at it like that. And it was almost like, I mean, now looking back, do you feel like it was kind of all for a purpose? Like, like he, he was meant to come in the world early so you could have that extra time with him? Absolutely. And what's so ironic is my water broke September 21st, wow. 2011. I lost him to water September 21st, 2013. That's definitely something. And, um, you know, I know many people through the grieving process, um, everyone has different faiths, different beliefs. I'm a very spiritual person, not necessarily a religious person, but a spiritual person. And um, I just think God has his reasons. And, you know, I can't understand those reasons. And I hate that my son, this was his life. I don't know, you know, but I trust that one day I'll know. And I trust that I'll get that understanding. That's so beautiful. You've lived through probably the thing that most moms would fear the most. You've lived through the absolute hardest thing that anyone, any mom especially, could possibly imagine. What helped you pull through after you lost him? Quite honestly, my husband. Um, my husband's had a lot of heartache in his life. And he's very, um, we got to keep going. We got to keep living. We can't let this ruin us. Um, there were many, I remember there were many days that I just wanted to lay in bed. Because I explained it, I explained to my friends as having like two big like cinder blocks. Um, with your feet in concrete around your feet and trying to lift those every day was what it felt like to get out of bed. And I remember my husband just saying, we've got to get up. We've got to get out of this house. We've got to, fortunately, I was able to take a lot of time off work. I think we both had at least a month, maybe more together. And that was huge to just spend time with one another um, but also our community, I have, a, and my family, my extended family, I have a very, very, um, large, strong support system that, um, just, just prayed for us. And, you know, it's funny. And I've talked to a few angel moms that have felt this way as well, that like in the beginning, you feel like you have this shield around you that's just protecting you. And like, and I think a lot of it's shock and like, cause I don't, even to this day, I think the reality of it is hard. Cause like a lot of times it's just kind of in the back of my mind um, until I watch videos or see pictures and I'm like, man, that sucks. That is crappy deal, you know, but I think so many of us angel moms in the beginning and even my husband, um, 
you feel like these arms just wrapped around you. Um, and it's a, it's a feeling I cannot describe, but, and I know it's from people's prayers. And what's interesting about that is as the months go on, you feel those arms loosen and it's weird. It, I mean, it's such a weird, but it's a beautiful experience that you could never understand unless you experience. I mean, it's hard to describe and people may hear me thinking like, well, that's kind of odd, but I literally felt like I just had angels around me carrying me. How has your faith changed since from before you lost your son and going through the grieving process and, you know, where you are today? Has it, I'm sure that there have been points where maybe your faith was tested or, you know, it wasn't as strong as maybe it is today. Or, you know, I know that a lot of people go through periods of time where they blame God and they feel that bitterness and then they feel that that emptiness in their life, like they've taken a step back from their faith. What, what does your faith look like? Yeah. So I grew up in a very strong, um, Christian home and I, I have a hard time with organized religion. So I stepped away from that the moment I left home and wasn't really close to God. Um, you know, but I always was very spiritual and the day I lost my son, I think I witnessed so much of God's hands that building that relationship with him, with him was one of the keys to getting me through too. I was searching to get as close to heaven as I could without being in heaven. So for my experience, I really sought out to find answers to build my relationship with God. And um, that really helped me. And I learned because, yes, I absolutely questioned and was angry and hurt. But I think the anger never got the best of me because I think I've always had strong faith that I'll understand one day. But I noticed the days that I um, questioned were the days that were my worst. So I thought, I can't question. I just have to go off my feeling and trust in my gut what I feel. So um, I definitely have those days where I questioned and was hurting and just like, why, why, why Jalen? Why take me? why my baby, you know, but I, I to always went back to my faith in knowing that there's a bigger plan. Are you a fan of Rachel Hollis? Do you follow any of her work? Yes, I do. I, I don't like, I'm not on podcasts a lot. If you can imagine, I've got a two-year-old, a three-year-old. Um, yes, sure working full time. I own my own business, be mom, like housekeeper, everything. I don't have a lot of time to plug into that stuff. And when I do, I'm pausing every two seconds. And so right. yes, listen to her. She had said at one point that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with her story, but 
she had found her brother after her brother had committed suicide. And I think she was only like 14 years old or something, you know, a really impressionable age. And she always talks about how she was never able to necessarily, you know, figure out the reason why it happened or why it was allowed to happen happen because she has really strong faith too in God. But what she's been able to do is, is hold on to that faith that one day she would make sense of it. Can you relate to that? Well, absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we look back on our timeline with Jalen and there were a lot of things that happened in that six months that I'm not going to go into leading up to his accident that um, just God's in control. You know, when I hear stories of little kids that are same situation and in the water a lot longer who survive, you know, and my son wasn't in there very long. He was revived. He was crying. He, all the statistics were in his favor. So, I don't, I try not to question God because that just can take you to a dark place. I just have to look back and believe that, well, and I, I, I feel I know that yes, there'll be a time when I'll get to talk to my son and it all makes sense. Was there anything um, along the way especially during your grieving process that was said to you, maybe in the best of intentions and the kindness of hearts in the kindness of spirits, but maybe that wasn't the most helpful to you at the moment. Everybody wants to comfort you and they don't know how. Um, there's lots of different experiences and I still experience it. Um, but one thing was when people would compare like their brother or their cat, or their dog, or even their grandma. I mean, yes, the death is hard on I mean, I lost my brother tragically 10 and a half years ago. So I know what it's like to lose my brother. And, you know, I've lost grandparents. And um, even the miscarriage thing, which you saw, I, I share shared about the other day. But child loss is a whole new ballpark I think like you said it's every mother's every parent's worst nightmare and you literally wake up in a nightmare that you can't get out of um, so I think that was always hard but I I'm always like I'm a very I try to see the good in everyone and you know even if they said the wrong thing I really because I, I feel like too we that were going through it had to be the console people that would come to us because they'd look at us and they'd they'd be hurting for us you know and i mean people would come to me and they'd just start crying and i'm i'm like having a good day <laughs> and which i don't blame them you know and i appreciate that they felt they could do that and that we could um bond in that moment but you know we had to console people through our loss yeah that know? makes sense um, and I, and, and the thing that's really hard now, um, is, and I know all angel moms will say this is, is the, how many kids do you have? 
I said from the beginning, I would, I'm never going to leave out Jalen because he's my baby. But um, even just last weekend, this happened to me twice. Um, I was out at a dinner and people were there that I didn't know. And they happened to see my phone and my screensaver is Jalen. And they're like, oh, is that your baby? You know, and I'm like, well, no, I have five kids. This is my little boy that passed away. Um, you know, because to me, I'm upfront, honest, you know, and, but not everybody else is okay with that. <laughs> because both times this last weekend, and I, I'm sharing this to maybe help others um, maybe know how to respond in the future. The conversation shut, stopped, and it's almost like they don't know what to say, so they don't say anything. And then basically don't converse with me the rest of the evening. And Which is almost probably worse than even trying to say the, and then saying the wrong thing. And I, and I know, um, you know, because I was there before ha losing Jalen and you don't know what to say. You don't know how to handle it because you know, that's awful. And I think the best thing is to be like, ask questions about them, you know, because all we want is for that child to be acknowledged, to be remembered, and for someone to say his name is huge, you know? Because just because our child resides in heaven doesn't mean we love him any less than our children that are here with us. And I think that's one thing I wish I could really get the message across out there is, embrace moms that have lost their child. That does not mean your child's going to die. We, it's not, it's not a disease that's going to pass on to your child. Um, and think about how much you love your living child. That's how much we still love our child that's passed on, you know, and we want to talk about them. We want to share about them. Um, and we're just as proud of them as we are as our living children. That's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that because I think that that is, you know, one of our fears as people who we, you know, like when, when I meet you or even on in this conversation, it's like, you know, it's, people are so afraid of, of stirring something up in you or saying this, saying something that's going to, you know, bring back a memory. But what you, what I'm hearing is you actually want to keep those memories alive. Absolutely. And that is so beautiful. With that is, I think people sometimes worry, oh, I don't want to bring him up. But the thing is, he's already there. You know, regardless if anyone brings him up, that child's always right there. Um, and you know, and not everyone grieves the same way I do. Um, some people don't talk, share openly. I mean, and that's one thing, there's so many different ways of grieving. Like me and my husband grieved totally different. Um, but bringing him up is not, and if we cry, you're not the one making us cry. You're actually probably making us cry because we're grateful that you remember or, you know, or if you meet someone and they say, oh, this is my son that, you know, lives in heaven. Well, tell me about him, you know, or something like that. I, and, it, and it can be awkward, but I think any angel mom would appreciate that rather than, oh, you know, like turn my head on mom. I brought that up. No, it's, right, it's, right. it's not my screensaver. I see him a thousand times a day. You know? Right. So. It's so beautiful. If you could go back and talk to yourself 
after you lost Jalen, in your darkest moments, what would you tell yourself or remind yourself? That you're gonna survive. That you're gonna smile again. And it's gonna be a genuine smile. That you will be happy. It's not gonna be easy, but it's it's gonna happen. And time is time is your best friend. You can't rush it, you can't rush the process, you have to go through the process. And it'll be a lifelong process. I mean, my, my grief changes all the time, you know. But I would just let myself know that I'll be truly happy again. Because I didn't think I ever, I thought there would be no way that I could ever find true happiness. And, and it's, it's possible. How has your relationship with your children, your other children, been affected through this? Or how have they coped with losing their brother? Or I think you said you had two more kids after Jalen, right? So what is their relationship with Jalen today? So, I mean, they talk about Jalen like they talk about their siblings that are here. I mean, so we do sunshine, sunshine for Jalen every September. Um, the smiley face. And Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, so my sister-in-law um, thought this up right after we lost Jalen. And in the beginning, it was people spreading sunshine to us. And, and when we say spreading sunshine, acts of kindness, um, just paying it forward of opening a door for someone, smiling, you know, just kindness. Um, and so after the first year, I mean, we had so much done on our behalf. And that's one thing I will say in such an evil world, it's amazing the amount of good that you see in a moment like that. And people that strangers that we like didn't know just reached out and like blessed our family's lives. But so after the first year, we continued it on as a family and every September we do spreading sunshine for Jalen month and try to do acts of kindness throughout the whole month. And um, so just the other night, my little boy was playing Play-Doh and he comes in and he had done a smiley face and he's all, mom, Jalen, it's sunshine for Jalen. And um, you know, they, 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 the smiley pins, we have the smiley pins and anytime like they see anything like this, it's Jalen, Jalen. And so things like that. And I mean, I have, I mean, we have a ton of videos, which that's one thing I'm so grateful for is they'll sit and watch their brother and like for hours and I'll be like, okay, we gotta, we gotta go, you know, which it took me probably up until two years ago. So Jalen's been gone six years for me to even be able to watch a video. Um, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have now, but my, my two little ones love it. And they laugh at him and just talk to him in the screen. And it's really sweet. That's so sweet. At one point, I had heard you say, I don't know if it was on Instagram or you had also shared a video with me about, a little bit about your story that I had shared on my Instagram. Um, and you had said at one point, someone had said something to you that at the time kind of upset you, but looking back, you can see as true something about um, there being beauty and death. Can you go into that? 
So um, my sister-in-law, who was married to my brother, um, my brother, she was six months pregnant, two-year-old, and my brother, brother was tragically killed, you know? And it was a very hard time for our family, very hard time for her. Um, but after I lost Jalen, it had been, when did he die? So two years, Jalen passed two years after my brother. And so she was further along in her grieving and, and, and she said to me, there's something so beautiful about death though. And, and this was like maybe like two months after Jalen. And I looked at her and I was like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, is she absolutely crazy? Like, how can she say that? I was like, there is nothing beautiful about this. This is the worst thing ever. Um, but years later, I look back and I'm like, she's absolutely right. Because it's almost like you have blinders on in a sense, but not blinders, but like these goggles that everything is just so much more beautiful. And you appreciate more. You love harder. You recognize kindness more. You, God's creations are more beautiful. Um, just, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like I have these goggles on that show me a whole different light of life, if that makes sense. And just, there's something so peaceful. Um, and that's one thing I noticed early on, like as tragic as it was, there was so much peace and beauty, um, even in the first days, just feelings you can't describe unless you, you go through it. So, but it's hard in that, like in the beginning, I'm like, no way, there's no way that's a beautiful thing no, this is the worst thing ever, you know, as I'm screaming inside and just wanting to sob, but I get it now. Yeah. I mean, that's, it is hard to imagine how you could possibly feel anything positive after something like that. But what I'm seeing is that it's like you said, you're looking at your life. You probably look at your other kids, like through this whole new perspective, it's like taught you what's important. And that's kind of what I'm curious about. I'd love to ask you next is like, how has this experience changed you in the sense of how you see life's problems or how you see, you know, the, the, I don't know my, I don't know what word I'm thinking of the minute problems of everyday life. No, it, it, it's absolutely made me realize I can overcome anything, you know, it's hard as, is what you're going through right now seems like you can overcome. And that's one thing I think I've totally learned is that no matter what's going on right now in this moment, it's just a moment and there's hope for tomorrow. And um, even like with my kids, like, which can be a downfall at times too, but I'm, far more lenient um, in a sense of just love, 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 you know, and um, like my walls get banged up, my, 
and it's just, you know what, though, I'd rather have that than not. Because I remember we lived in a different home when Jalen passed away. Um, and when we were moving out, I left this Cheeto marks on the walls and those little marks that, you know, right now with the toddler, I wipe them off. But they had been on there when we left that day and I had to wash those off, you know, before we moved out. And now I'm like, you know what? Who cares about the freaking Cheeto balls? Who cares? You know, Jayla loved Cheetos, loved them. And I always was like trying to get him to eat other things. And after it, and he loved, I love Diet Coke and he'd always want my Diet Coke. And afterwards I'm like, dang it. Why did I just let him have Diet Coke and Cheetos, whatever he wanted? I'm not that bad with my kids, but I've become more lenient with, you know, you only live once. Right. Um, these little things don't matter as much. You know, it's more about just enjoying the moment. I think a lot of moms struggle with those things that they worry about. Like they, you know, the things that I hear are, I struggle with guilt because I let my kids watch TV or, you know, they, I struggle with guilt because I didn't cook them a homemade meal from scratch that included three different vegetables. And, you know, this is just so inspiring and such a good reminder of what's really important at the end of the day. It's true. And I think with the world we live in and with social media, you know, you always see the best of the best and um, people, you know, so it puts a lot of pressure on us as moms, I feel. Um, to, oh, well, they're feeding their kids. They're not feeding their kids Cheetos. They're not feeding their kids donuts. You know, I, I'm failing my child where I'm like, yeah, I want my kids to eat healthy, but I'm also not going to flip, you know, like everything's a happy medium, you know, and it, you do, you live once. And I think, so that's kind of probably what, how I am as a mom now. It's just kind of like, is this really that big of a deal? Is this moment going to matter two days from now? Or is it going to matter if I lost them tomorrow? Probably not, you know? And they still get drive me crazy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, <laughs> like, and I think that's one thing is a mom that's lost a child. There's a lot of guilt when you get overwhelmed because you know how quickly your child can be taken from you. So you don't ever want to feel overwhelmed, but we're still human, you know? And if I get after my kids, I have a lot of guilt afterwards. Um, I don't necessarily let them see that because they still need to know who's in charge, but um, that's hard for me. It's hard for me, you know? Thank you for opening up about that. That's something I didn't even think of about yeah. what, and I would love for you to maybe go into that a little bit deeper. Um, what, how do you feel about, cause you know, people say that trauma and tragedy and heartache, it's all in, it's all in perspective. It's all in relationship to, you know, where you're at in life right now. But like how, what do you do in those moments when you're feeling guilty because maybe you lost it on your kids or maybe you, you know, handled something like you didn't want to? Um, I usually will go back to my child and just let them know I love them. And that, you know, even though I'm a mom and I mean, we all look up at our parents like they can't do no wrong. I just, you know, let them know that I'm, I'm still a person and I make mistakes and, and maybe I didn't make the mistake of getting after him, but maybe I handled it the wrong way. Um, and I, I just try and talk to him about it. I just always try to make sure 
they know how much they are loved and just um you know i think jalen left this life knowing he was loved and so i and 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 to like even when they annoy the crap out of me or i'm like on my last nerve because i mean being a mom's hard you know um it still always takes me back to enjoy the moment enjoy this moment because i may not have it tomorrow yeah i love that and i actually believe that it's our mistakes and it's our showing up as vulnerable humans we're not perfect that actually give us those opportunities to draw closer to our kids because if they if all they saw was just us in this like perfection state all the time they they would have this false sense of like what being a human is right and so like i'm actually grateful for those chances to be able to go back and reconnect with our child our children and dr dan siegel talks about that a lot of how you know we're, we're going down this road in life where we're trying to not be too rigid but we're also trying not to be too lenient and so it's like that like you talked about that happy medium and staying in there but when we go like too far one way you know what's really important is just coming back and like continuing to come back and like you said like that's so beautiful just at the end of the day and just knowing that that you love them that they're never going to question that and that's like what's most important in my opinion yeah and I hope, I hope that they know that because. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, and again, every mom's worried though, you know, so it's hard. It's a hard job. <laughs> so where are you at today in your life? And what, you know, I'm sure everyone's curious six years since you lost Jalen, what, what does your life look like today? And what, I mean, I, th I think you said you have a business and of course you have all these kids and you got teenagers and little ones. So where are you at today? Well, life is crazy, but I like crazy. Um, you know, our life became so stagnant, like, because Jalen was not even two, he was almost two. And you know what, it's like to have a toddler. Um, my kids were a little, my other kids were a little older. So like when he was taken away, our lives, me and my husband just sat there like, what do we do with ourselves, you know? Um, so we have since had two and they are, they're 18 months apart. Um, we knew immediately, well, we didn't think we were going to have more kids after Jalen. Um, but my husband and I both had a very strong impression after losing him that we needed not one, but two, um, which to us was like, really? Um, it took us a while. We went through miscarriages. Um, but so anyway, we have these two incredible toddlers that keep our life absolutely entertained and busy. Um, I, I do own my own business now that I found, I, I think since losing Jalen, it's brought something out of me that I didn't know I had. Um, and it wasn't a business I was looking for. It kind of just, I don't know if it came to me, but um, it has brought, it's been, it's brought a lot of joy into my life. Um, and so that keeps me busy. I've got older kids. Um, my son was on the high school basketball team. He since is not playing anymore, but so that was keeping me busy. My other daughter, who's now 11, was in gymnastics for a while. Um, I mean, we just keep going, but we, we spend a lot of time together as a family. Um, 
that's one thing I'm grateful is that my kids like to be with us. Um, and we just, we have dance parties in our kitchen a lot. I have a, a saying on the wall that I can't remember what it is, but it's not about dancing in the kitchen. We, we, we turn the music up and we have dance parties. And, and that's one thing that we did with Jalen before. And it took us a long time to get to that. But we now do it. And our little, our two little ones absolutely love it. They're always like, can we have a dance party? Can we have a dance party? <laughs> so we just try to, you know, we just, we just look to the future. Is there anything that you would like to share with moms who have also lost a child that maybe they don't have the, maybe they're in it right now or, cause you never know who's going to be listening to this, right? So, you know, those who have gone through it before, maybe they're still hiding in that darkness. What would you like to share with them? Well, I think um, for sure, everyone grieves differently. Everybody's um, time frame is different, you know, but I think ultimately you have to find a way that's positive to grieve. Um, I wrote a lot in the beginning. I have a blog. And so I, I shared, I wrote for about two years, um, which really helped me and um, running really helped me. And I think as moms that are in the deep fog, even, even if it seems impossible to do in that moment, you've got to find something to, um, free your mind to release it and crying just the shower is your best friend for the first few years crying in the shower and I've heard a lot of moms say that that's where they would cry too because you don't want your sick kids to see that all the time you don't necessarily want your husband to see that all the time you know um but I think let it out feel it allow yourself to grieve because if you don't it's just going to be there, you know? And I think in our family, we've always like, even now, if my kids cry, you know, cause my older kids have been very affected. Um, it's okay. You know, this is a lifelong journey and there's going to be days, even 20 years from now that are going to hit us. And it's going to be like, that sucks, you know? but you just have to allow yourself to feel and to go through the emotions. You are such a beacon of inspiration and hope. And I really feel like you have such a positive message to share with the world. And so thank you so much for being so brave in everything that you do in your life and social media, for coming on this podcast. It's really, it means a lot to me that you would take this time and share your story and also just thank you for being so positive and for continuing to do what you do every single day. Well, thank you because I, I want to be a, a voice or not a voice, but a, I want others to know there's hope. And I think that's kind of become my purpose since losing him is letting others know that there's hope out there and you can overcome you can find happiness it can be done what motivates you um my my family you know i think that's the biggest motivator and i think um jaylen i promise 
last time I saw his face before they closed his casket. I promised him that I would not let him down and that we would, we would go on and I would not, I just, I promised him I wouldn't let him down and I think we just focus on that and we look forward to, I, I have all the belief in the world that we will be together again as a family and that'll be a glorious day. Well, I know that he knows that you love him and I'm, I know, I'm sure that he is so proud of you and just so grateful for everything you do every day. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you, get a hold of you, connect with you, follow you, all the things? Go to my Instagram page. It's life and love after loss. Um, Got it. And that's where I, I probably share the most now. I'm not active on my blog anymore, um, but probably there and what's your business i am a road adam fields uh, consultant hence why you have the most beautiful skin which our <laughs> listeners cannot see but i will attest that she is just glowing <laughs> despite the tears but maybe yes. it's just all it's all coming through well thank you again for taking the time to come on today and for sharing your story it's really a joy and an honor to have you well thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it Hey friends, make sure you go follow Jane Garner on Instagram and send her a direct message and let her know that you appreciated her story here on the Motivation for Moms podcast. Better yet, ask her about her son Jalen and what he was like and send her some love. I know it would absolutely make her day. And if you like this episode, please be sure to go write a review on iTunes. It helps me out and it helps other moms who need inspiration and motivation and are looking for this type of thing. And thanks for tuning in today. And I'll see you right here next week on Motivation for Moms.